Rip it, Dan. Yes. That was the best I've ever done it. I like. Oh my God. We should do this all the time. <laughs> the theme song sounds completely fucked. Yeah. Great. It's okay. That we can keep like, going. Uh, this is our first remote episode, so. It sounds like more of a chip tune than it usually It does, does. yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh, Dan, crank it back up. I liked it. When no, it no, 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 no. It's, it's yeah, fine. No, turn it up. Oh, boy. Turn it up in my cans. I never get to say that. Turn it up in the headphones. Uh, uh, well, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots, welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It's Blocked Party. We are coming to you remotely because uh, the world is fucked. Uh, I'm John. I'm Stefan. I'm at my apartment. John is in the studio. And it sucks because the studio was just like redone recently. And we only got to record like one or two episodes in it. Um, so I, I feel like you just get to take advantage of it, John. Yeah, the studio is in my house, and uh, my lovely girlfriend, Becca, just gave the studio a fresh coat of paint. It looks fantastic. We've got the blocked party sign is now straight. It was crooked before. We got yeah. a new TV, uh, and we changed the layout of the studio. And uh, yeah, you guys may not get to see it for literal months. So that's exciting. Uh, it is nice to be sitting at this giant table by myself. And Stefan lives approximately five minutes away from me. And same with Dan. So it is very weird to be doing this like this. But it's yeah. fun. Uh, this is episode 70. And uh, we have a fantastic guest today. Uh, comedian uh, who is strongly recommended to us, which we always love. Kate Willett is here. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi. Great to be here with you guys. Oh, we're so glad you could be here with us as well. Uh, you are, you're in New York, yes? I am in Brooklyn, which is uh, in some ways, like, I think it might be one of the worst places in the country to be right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Just because there's so many people there and everybody doesn't give a shit about anything? Yeah. And I think we have, I mean, it's hard to say because they don't have testing yet, but it's one of the places that has like the most uh, coronavirus cases in the country. So it's just cool. wild. Yeah. <laughs> I think B I think BC has the most in Canada right now. We so do. yeah, 474 yeah. as of yesterday. So yeah. Damn. We the thing with Vancouver, see, like I feel like uh, you know, I'm imagining there are there are uh, quite a few Brooklynites who are ignoring the sort of social distancing thing and they're like, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna live my life, whatever. Uh, and that is happening in Vancouver too, but I have a lot more respect for the people doing it in Brooklyn because the people who are doing it in Vancouver are mostly just playing ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think it was really like that a couple days ago, but it's kind of getting, it's, it's emptying out. I don't know. I haven't gone outside a lot, but if you do go outside right now, there's not a lot of people out. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it seems like most people are taking it seriously. I think all the, almost all the businesses closed tonight. Oh, okay. They did the yeah. whole, like, uh, like what about our restaurants still open for like takeout and stuff? Yeah. For takeout. Yeah. yeah. But everything else done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. This could also be like super dated by like tomorrow as well. Cause this episode comes out in like, you know, less than 24 hours and who knows, like Vancouver just, uh, closed down, not public parks, but like all like sports stuff. So like soccer fields, tennis courts, 
because yeah a lot of people were just like playing soccer still and playing basketball not smart no yeah, yeah basketball the famous game uh where people are distant from one another and, <laughs> yeah. and they never put their hands on the same ball that everyone yeah. uses a different ball and they make sure to never touch the same one you know very famous stuff yeah we have tennis courts right by our house and people have just been out playing tennis like non-stop for the last week or two weeks and i guess i guess out of all the sports tennis might be sort of safe because you're like further you're pretty far apart but then you're also using the same tennis ball right so that's the the issue that's the thing you'd have to use your own tennis ball (laughs) yeah like you you get a point but the person on the other side of the net can't pick up the ball that you yeah (laughs) you like gotta run all the way to their side of the net but stay two feet apart two meters apart and then grab your ball and go back to the other side oh and Rand paul has coronavirus he just tested positive (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. And I'll be, I, you know, I would be lying if I said I wasn't like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he doesn't die, but I'm glad that he's deeply inconvenienced. You know, I, wa- I wonder if, uh, I wonder if his neighbor had coronavirus and like wailed on him again. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, did he get beat up by his neighbor? <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he got, he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And apparently it had nothing to do with politics. It was just because he was like, like a bad neighbor like just i don't know what he was doing but it was just like fucking neighbor bullshit you know well, he's, a, he's a libertarian uh, right so like libertarians are going to be very bad neighbors i think because they're not, they're not going to care yeah. about emotionally, the rest of the, the neighbors or anything yeah spiritually emotionally socially bad neighbors yeah. in every way That's and i think i think joe biden time. has it too sorry john i, I honestly oh, think he does because he's he's fucking he's like disappeared I, I swear to God, I think he, he must have it, right? I don't think so because, I mean, he's kind of, he kind of always has disappeared uh, no matter what. I think they just kind of hide him from the media because he has like so many gaffes and stuff like that. I think, I think it's just still the same thing, but it, it would be, uh, yeah, it would be wild. I, we all thought Trump had coronavirus for a second. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think he still does. And he's just he's just not saying it. I think Biden, it's like in uh, in a movie where someone is like a, a wolf man and they know that they're going to turn into a wolf man that night. And they're like, OK, tie, tie me up. Uh, and no matter what I say, uh, don't uh, don't untie me. And that's what's happening with Biden, except it's so he won't tell stories about a guy named Wolfman that he used to know. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I used to uh, DJ the campus radio station with the Wolfman, and uh, it was pretty cool, you know. He used to be a crossing guard, and Wolfman would drive by and throw marbles at him. <laughs> that was his big thing. I mean, I don't. It, it's it's just like he's he's just been off the grid, and like I I feel like the last time I saw him was when he wandered off camera and and just hasn't returned. Yeah, I think that was the last time. And just before that was when he should have gotten beaten up by that construction worker. That would oh, have been I so forgot cool about that, that guy Just speaking of people getting beaten up, where like Joe Biden, okay, was like, hey, you want to take this outside to some like beefy construction worker that's 50 years younger? Than hey, him? and and first of all, they were already outside. That's my big problem with it. <laughs> that was your big problem. That's my big problem with it. Yeah, as a stupid guy, that's that's my big problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, wanna, I, I was going to say that I feel like living in an apartment, you do miss out a little bit on like the whole, 
getting to kick the shit out of your neighbor thing. Like I never see the people who live around me. Like it'd be nice if I had a yard that backed onto someone else's yard and I could fist fight them. Yeah. Kate, do you deal with your neighbors at all? Um, my neighbors are, uh, I don't know. I mean, I live in a building with like four apartments and I think I know one other guy that lives here, um, that we talked to, but yeah, mostly not. I mean, I have a friend, I have a lot of friends that are getting to know their neighbors right now and stuff. Uh, cause they're like trying to like organize their buildings into like rent strikes and shit, but I haven't done any of that. We, uh, we met our, one of our neighbors for the first time yesterday because, uh, we put our cat out on the balcony to like hang out with us. And she basically immediately climbed over to our neighbor's balcony and then went inside their apartment. Uh, wow. and so we had to go like pick her up and then, but so our so neighbor, like a piece of shit is what you're saying. Well, no, I, she's, she just likes going on adventures, but now, yeah, but now I think she real, like, she didn't realize before, like, oh, there's like a whole world out there outside of this little tiny apartment that I live in. And so now she's always trying to get outside and go to the other apartment. Um, but our neighbor's, uh, front door to their apartment, they have like a towel, like sealing the bottom of it, like underneath. And I'm like, is that because you guys are sick or you're just worried about getting sick? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's also not going to do anything. It's not like I'm going around coughing under their door. Well, that's going to do <laughs> less. That's going to do less than nothing. Yeah. They may also just be smoking weed in there. So it could just you, be that. Do you think um, because of the size of your apartment, do you think that your cat just thinks it's a cage? I mean, I do. <laughs> so she probably cage. does. Yeah. She walks around here. She's like, I've been in one of these before. This is like, this sucks. Am I going to the vet right now? Am I getting taken to the vet? She just thinks that all day. I've left the apartment. I mean, I've gone for like short walks, but I've left the apartment to like go to the grocery store twice this week. Um, and it was cool. Cause there's like lineups to get into the grocery store and they're, they're like observing proper social distancing protocol. So you're lined up, you're like six feet away from the person in front of you and behind you in line. Uh, and they let you in the store one at a time when someone else leaves. So that was good, I guess. It's just like, it was insane. Like I'm like lining up to go into a grocery store was something I never thought. What grocery store was this? Cause I've been grocery shopping at Safeway this week and they're doing absolutely zero. Of well, okay. I'll say this. So I went to, I've been to two grocery stores this week. One of them observed proper social distancing protocols and one of them did not. The social distancing one was whole foods. Ah, uh, yeah. And then the other one was no frills and that was just a free for all. <laughs> yeah. Being safe during uh, the time of a pandemic is a frill. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, no frills has a lot of, it had a lot of canned goods left. Uh, it had a lot of like tomato sauce. To I cannot find toilet paper anywhere. I had to order toilet paper online and it gets here in like two weeks. I'm worried about that. If you ever need, you can, you, you can come over and use my bidet. I can come over to shit at your house and then just leave. Yeah. Okay. I can, yeah. It. We won't record. We can't record in the same room, but I will no. allow you to come. But you'll, you'll let me shit in your toilet. Shit, use my bidet and then leave. I feel like that does not fall under social distancing protocols. If I'm sharing a toilet with you. Well, I'll stay two meters away from you. And then yeah, you well, I'm like, shitting, but then you're going to sit on the toilet afterwards. No, but you can clean the toilet after you no, shit. I'm not going to do that. Okay, well, then don't come over. All right, well, we'll, we'll start this out. Maybe you could, maybe you could mail me your, you could, you could send me your bidet in the mail. <laughs> well, just Uber Eats my bidet back and forth. Yeah, it can be sort of like a flat Stanley thing, like where you, you mail it, you take a photo with it. I think that would work.
Or maybe I could just buy my own bidet also. I guess that is maybe the I mean, easier thing an to option, do. And I've been telling you to do it. So, Kate, this is the thing. So, <laughs> Stefan often uh, will save. We often record on weekend mornings like we're doing right now. And Stefan will often uh, uh, hold hold his natural I'm not, I'm not holding it in it's he just will, it's just my biological will, clock he will, it's not, he will okay. feel it for literal hours and he will save it till he arrives at my house because i have a bidet and he prefers to use it <laughs> i think that's reasonable this is uh this is related not exactly the same thing but um have you guys heard yet that diarrhea is a symptom of the coronavirus I, yeah, yeah, I think I've had I coronavirus I've had uh, for 31 years. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I was just thinking about, I feel like everyone I know has diarrhea all the time. Because <laughs> 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 there's a bunch of like comics and stuff just eat terribly. And I'm like, <laughs> I just wonder what it's going to be like in the next few months, just all of my friends being like, <laughs> I have the virus. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, the symptoms are like uh, you, you have uh, you have diarrhea. You're you're tired all the time. You have no energy. You feel bad constantly. Okay, so it's just like my normal life. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna say like I I mean I've talked about this on the show before. Um, <clears throat> I have IBS, but like normally I I I shit pretty good. And I've been on a pretty good streak and we know how that goes when we talk about that on the podcast, but I've been on a pretty good streak. So I do actually I will I promise you if I get diarrhea sometime in the next couple of weeks, it's over. I'm going to lay in bed for at least 8 days after that. Yeah. Oh man. It's going to be more <sighs> concerning than usual. I I will I will say, I mean this will probably be my social media update, but I will touch on it briefly is that uh the two big video games that just came out on like Thursday night could not have picked a better time to drop. Um and they were both delayed like months ago they delayed them to this exact week. So I'm I'm sort of wondering, like did Bethesda and Nintendo do they know something, you know? That's kind of what I'm thinking. If anyone knew anything, it was probably the people who make Doom. That's a good point. And I really am enjoying that game a lot. It is. uh, It's not a John game. I will say that. But I think I think Animal Crossing is a John game. Animal Crossing is a big time John game. for Sure. Are you are you on there yet? No. Um, Like I said, I've been playing NHL a lot and I've also been playing Pokemon. Oh, Okay. Which is also a very John game. I got Pokemon Shield for Christmas, and I had some other games to get through first. So that's. Are you nice. a video game person, Kate? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't played a video game since like early '90s Tetris when I was in elementary school. I'm super not a video game person, but I'm thinking about becoming a video game person. I'm also thinking about getting into virtual D and D, and you know, yeah. it's just. It's going to be weird when I emerge from this as a nerdy guy. <laughs> Now's the time to get into gaming, honestly. And yeah. like speaking of like emerging, I I am so horrified about what I'm going to look like in because my work has basically said like plan to be working from home for 2 months. Uh and my guess is it will be longer than that if I if I had to guess. Um so I'm not I'm not shaving as you can see and it's very it's very bad. I've grown a mustache. I grew a mustache earlier this year. 
Um, I grew a mustache last year and I can't commit to it for longer than like a month or so, but I'm trying to grow a beard now too. And John and Kate, what do you guys, what do you guys think of, of what's going This is, this is since, uh, since Monday. Yeah. Cuomo is saying Cuomo's our governor and he's saying, uh, he said today that he expects this could last four to six to nine months. Okay, so maybe I will actually have a good beard by in nine months, I think. I mean, John, what do you think? Do you think in nine months I'll have a good beard? I think the thing that's weird about your beard is that uh, it appears that when you leave your beard to grow naturally, it naturally grows into a goatee. Yeah, uh, which is super strange. And you can see, you like, can see, you can see the gaps here, right? It's like your genes know that you're like an abusive husband. Like, it's well, weird. I, uh, <laughs> it's just like so strange that that's but, just how your beard grows. There's a little nothing. bit like it's it's just what very. Pa- I know. No, I know, I know. But I, but I'm saying in like nine months. There should be some more stuff there, right? I will say that the good part is that you can feel free to go outside wherever you want right now because playgrounds are closed. Well, okay. And I'm wearing a mask too. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you're not wearing a mask because of the virus. No, it's because it's because of the beard, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like it looks okay. I actually don't mind it, but I do hope for your sake that the rest of your face figures out how to do Dude, That's what I'm gambling on. Honestly, like I, I really do feel like, because here's the thing. I could not grow this like five years ago. So I think my, my cheeks will like get their shit together. And in like a month, I think my cheeks will look like this. And then I, who knows what this is going to look like. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah. That's, it's going to be, you're going to start playing Dungeons and Dragons as well. Your, your <laughs> goatee will insist on it. It will start to grow off of your face. And then you'll be like, well, I have no choice now. I would honestly love to do some, some online D and I think that would be, uh, we've done, we've done it on the stream before. Right. Um, and it would be nice to do it now, like just out of necessity, I guess. Um, but I think that'd be good. I think, have you played it before, John? No, uh, no, I've had sex. And okay. um, <laughs> the, uh, the thing is, and, and Kate, you can weigh in on this cause you're maybe about to get like, is every D and D, uh, is every D and D just now like all the you're just defeating a virus? Like, do you think that every DM is just like, oh, oh, it's an ogre? But guess what? <laughs> He's feeling a little sick and he hasn't been tested. <laughs> I have only played D and D one time uh, in my life, um, but I think I have some friends that are starting like a virtual group. So yeah, I don't know that. I think that would be a good plan. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. What would I, I, I was thinking about what the virus's uh, orientation would be. I feel like this is a chaotic evil virus. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Um, well, I think so too. Cause aren't they like, there's speculation that it came from like eating a bat. Right. Like, so I feel like, uh, I feel like. Bats, you think bats are evil? Yeah. Bats are chaotic. No, bats, are bats are, no. Transforms from a bat, dude. But, but not all bats are evil. Yes, they are. Tell me a non evil bat. Uh, Batman. Evil. Are you kidding me? He's a billionaire. Oh, fuck. Okay. That's a good point. Uh, Count Chocula. Oh, he's a billionaire too. Fuck. And, um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm will. sorry. I'm just I, evil. hold on. I'm googling famous bats. 
<laughs> Louisville slugger. Oh, this is just giving me species of bats. Uh, yeah, all right. No famous bats because bats are rats with wings. Right, here we go. Ranker.com list of fictional bats. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Bartok from Anastasia. That literally means nothing to me. What did well, he's number one on ranker.com. Okay, so that tells you how shitty bats are when the number one famous bat is Bartok from okay. What about what about oh, you know what? I was gonna say Zubat from Pokemon, but that's like the worst Pokemon. So, Zubat is first of all awful to fight with, and in Pokemon Red Blue, you have to fight them in caves over and over and over again, and it's a nightmare. Oh, okay, one more. Uh, Rouge the Bat from the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. Oh my god. You don't okay, tell me about you don't know anything about Rouge the Bat. Do not look at your computer. Tell me who Rouge the Bat is. She's kind of hot. Oh my god. Like for a bat, you're a nightmare. So I think I I found one and she's good. She's on Sonic's team. So I found one good bat. Go good for you. <laughs> Thank you. God. <laughs> We're gonna have to do like two two months of remote episodes. I'm already looking up bats like five minutes in. Uh, Someone had a tweet that was like um, this little tiny bat. I think it was like a baby bat, and it was eating a banana, and it was honestly adorable. And someone captioned it with, "Don't act all cute. You know what you did, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> it got like two hundred thousand retweets. It was so cute. <laughs> Uh, that's what i'm saying bats terrifying and john John, how is becca doing because you said she was sick becca's better yeah okay but she had she had strep throat is that right strep throat yeah and it's a weird like this is the other thing that's kind of strange is like obviously we're living in different times here but but her doctor is not seeing patients so um so she had to do the appointment over the phone and uh it was literally just, she was like, yeah, my, my throat's been super sore. feels like I'm swallowing daggers. I, my tonsils are really swollen. I can like see some white spots on my tonsils. I've had strep before. I'm pretty sure this is strep. And the doctor's like, okay, I just faxed a prescription to the pharmacy. Go pick it up. And That's like, pretty good. Yeah. But and I'm like, this is, this is, we should do this all the time. <laughs> I mean, I know that it's like goes against like medical practice or whatever, but like, I just, the idea that you could just call your doctor be like, I'm pretty sure this is what I have. And they're like, yeah, here you go. It sounds about right. Yeah. It's good. Like I like that. So yeah, no, she's feeling better. She's been on the drugs for the last few days and it, it cleared up pretty quickly, but yeah, it is, it's definitely a weird time to be even the slightest amount sick. Like, I feel like when you're out in public, like even if you just cough a little bit, people are like, what was that? That's why I've been wearing the mask. Honestly, when I, when I go outside is because oh, you, were, you were joking. You're wearing a mask. Yeah. 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 Be- well, because I have, I have allergies and I sneeze a lot and I, it's oh. because of allergies, but I don't want to sneeze in public and you know, cause I could still have it. Right. So, yeah. um, but this is like the worst timing for the virus because this is like the height of allergy season. And one thing I've noticed as I've gotten older is that my allergies have gotten like insanely shittier year by year. And it's so it's like super itchy eyes, itchy throat to like sore throat, almost coughing, sneezing. And like a lot of those are the symptoms of of like COVID too. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Do I have it? Is it allergies? I'm not sure. It's terrifying. It sucks. Mm. I think it's one of my, uh, go ahead, Kate. 
Oh yeah, I was you know not to not to bring it away from the sneezing, but speaking of symptoms of COVID, uh, you know since diarrhea became a known symptom, <laughs> it's been tense in my house because <laughs> the guy I'm dating who's staying with me had diarrhea, and now my room my roommate got really stressed out about it. <laughs> And it was like a big topic where we all had to sit down and talk about his diarrhea. <laughs> no, it's his diet. I swear to God. Yeah. yeah. I told him not to wrap those gummy bears in bacon and eat them, but it's we're, it's the quarantine. What can you do? Yeah, no, but it is a very, like, it is a very suspicious time when anybody has uh, any kind of symptom. I'm starting to sneeze and cough a little from seasonal allergies, as I do each year, you know, so I'm not too worried about it. But, you know, every time somebody has something, we're all like, oh, my God, it's not that. I probably don't have the coronavirus. Yeah. I've had to to consider that your your, uh, body might be allergic to your goatee. It could, it, honestly, it could be that. I've also been eating better, which maybe my body is having trouble adjusting well, to. Like, we I've know been famously what happens when you eat well. Yeah, it's fucked. So I like it's been nice because I, you know, I start uh, work. We do like a video call every morning at like nine thirty. It's it's nice to see everyone. Um, but that means like I don't have to get up at like seven anymore to get ready to go to work. I can I can get up at like eight and have a shower, like make a pot of coffee, make some like bacon and eggs. I've been doing that a lot. It's been really nice. Um, but I think my body is sort of like, don't you usually have like an A and W breakfast sandwich? Like, what's going on here? Like, this is like, this is good food. I'm not sure. Are you okay? It's not great. Like literally usually my breakfast is an A&W breakfast sandwich. And then at 10 in the morning, I will get a little thing of goldfish crackers and a diet Coke. <laughs> and that's been good for me. And now I'm drinking like probiotic yogurt drinks. You my body is like, are you dying? Breakfast sandwich every day. Uh, next question. Oh, that wasn't a question. That was a God. comment, I guess. No, I don't eat it every day. I, I, I eat it like, oh, I'd say, eat it, Yo, I eat I it like kidding. once. Okay. I'd say, I'd say once a week. You're lying. You're lying so hard. It's unbelievable. I would say twice a week. You're still lying. I would say once a week. You eat them three times a week or no, more? I don't. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. Oh my God. I, I swear I don't, but I, yeah, I've been eating better and that's, that's been good. Um, I will say I told my mom that I would start a new segment on the show. Um, because she was like going out to home Depot and like the carpet store and stuff. Cause they're like renovating the basement. I think I've convinced her to like, stop leaving the house. Um, so I won't have to do the segment, but I will say what the, the segment was just going to be called, uh, Hey mom, stay the fuck inside. And it would just be me like, cause she listens to the show and it would just be me saying that a bunch. And then John, you could say it. And, and Kate, you could say it. And even our producer, Dan could say it. Um, we don't have to do that anymore. I think she is staying inside. So Elizabeth stay the fuck inside. Okay. I guess we're doing it now, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, I, I don't know what it is about cause I literally, after I got off the phone, uh, telling her to stay inside. Uh, I saw a New Yorker article called like, uh, like why baby boomers or like how to convince a baby boomer to stay inside as a millennial. Mm. Just a very in-depth what, what, article. What were the tips? Was it like, you gotta like cage them? Uh, that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, tranquilizer dart. Mm. Um, you know what I felt like? I felt like 
to do another. I mean, I'm I'm just like we've been gaming so much the past week. So I, this is another gaming reference, and I apologize. What it feels like to me is like in Ocarina of Time, um, when you're in the starting village and you're trying to leave, and there's the kid who's just like strafing side to side to prevent you from leaving. That I feel like that kid. Anyway, stay inside. Uh, well, great, uh, great reference. I think everybody uh, understood it and enjoyed it. And <laughs> uh, I think that in no way am I rescuing you by moving on to the next, <laughs> which is our social media updates. Kate, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? So, you know, I'm, I, I feel like my my main social media platform that I use the most is uh, Twitter. I, I do post on Instagram sometimes, but I'm mostly a Twitter gal. And, uh, you know, I am a comic, so I'm trying to, like, mix in jokes, which I, you know, a lot, I've noticed a lot of comics are doing, but the jokes are... Uh, you know, it's like jokes and calls for revolution is what it is right now, you know, because <laughs> it's weird to watch. I, I would say the main social media update is watching every American become a socialist in real time. <laughs> no one can pay their rent anymore. You know, I mean, some people will be able to on April 1st, but like a lot more folks are going to be like really screwed by May 1st. And like, you know, I know you guys are in Canada, but you know, I'm sure you're uh, familiar with our terrible healthcare system. And it's like, I, it's, you know, they're talking about giving people like one $1,200 check or something like that. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess the main social media update is just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just watching everyone start to kind of bring out the virtual pitchforks, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> organizing rent strikes and, uh, demanding medicare for all and it's wild because for the past like year you know i've been like a huge bernie sanders stan uh not even so much because of him but just because i'm like we need universal health care and stuff and so you know it's just it's just been kind of wild to watch everyone get on that wavelength i wish it happened a month ago instead yeah and it, it would be nice if it happened not because of like a global pandemic but oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I was, my plan was like, okay, so I was like, whoever the candidate is, that'll probably be decided by March 17th. And I was extremely online during the primary and I was tweeting about Bernie uh, and Bernie related topics all the time. So I had a little agreement with myself, March 17th, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go back to uh, just jokes and I'm also going to try to log off most of the time. And now my plans have been completely foiled. That is definitely not happening. Uh. Yeah, I think that this has uh, demonstrated, like, I, I saw a tweet where someone wrote, like, uh, you know, oh, like, people have joked for years about, like, oh, I wonder if we'll be live tweeting the apocalypse. And he's like, I think we have shown that that is absolutely what will happen and we will all be live tweeting it as it's happening because that's how it kind of feels even right now where, where people are, are constantly, <clears throat> pardon me, constantly doing that. And it is weird. Like, you know, yeah, we're both Canadian. So it's a bit of a foreign concept to me, but like the idea that, um, 
that like medicine is like a status symbol kind of is like very weird to me. Like it's very strange to even people who are poor, relatively speaking or not poor, but who are, you know, kind of living paycheck to paycheck and who are like, yeah, well, you know, I work for my medical insurance, so you should work for it too or whatever. Like, it's so bizarre that it's like trickled down. Like I can get it. If you're like a rich person and you're like, whatever, I, I earned my way to the top and I earned the best medical care and I earned this or whatever. I can sort of see it from that perspective. Like I obviously don't agree with it, but I could see why you would feel that way. But it's so weird to me that that has somehow trickled down to people who are making, you know, not a lot of money who still feel the same way. Well, like, well, I pay for my medical insurance and you should too. Yeah. People who rent out a sunglasses kiosk at the mall being like, well, I got my sunglasses kiosk. You gotta get yours. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's going to change though, because it's like, a lot of people have been laid off. I, I think I saw that like 20% of people have been laid off or something or something close to that. So, I mean, most of those people have lost their insurance as well. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just don't think that there's going to be as much support for like linking it up to insurance after this, but you know, you never know because people will argue, yeah, people will argue all kinds of crazy things uh, that don't help them. There's this weird thing. I mean, I'm like, I know you guys are like, despite living in Canada, are probably extremely familiar with U.S. politics, but we are. There's this, yeah, there's this thing where, like, some people's whole politics, especially on Twitter, is like hating Bernie Sanders, and then they hate anyone who knows him and is friends with him. So there's all these people that are like calling to like primary Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and stuff. Cause they're friends with Bernie Sanders, but they're like the only people, Oh, and AOC, but they're the only people right now that are like, yeah, you know, we should uh, stop rent and give people checks, you know? And then there's all these people that are like, we need to get these people out of government. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like the only people that are trying to help right now, you know? I think we need to uh, means test uh, not dying. Yeah. That's my big thing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a weird... Uh, I, like, it was really funny, too. I saw there was, like, a tweet. I think it went viral yesterday where it was... I think it was an English guy. And he was like, so... He's like, let me understand American healthcare. It's like, you work so that you can get medical insurance, but then when you get laid off from your job because of a medical emergency, you lose your medical insurance. This doesn't make any sense. And then someone had like quote tweeted that being like, yeah, every American should be forced to explain the American healthcare system to a curious European. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that makes actually a lot of sense. Like, I think most people just, it's the way that they've lived. So they just think that that's the way it has to be. And then they, yeah. And then I think if you ever actually stopped and had to explain it or think about it, you'd be like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Maybe this is kind of stupid. But then again, people are also uh, incredibly dumb. So they still might not get it. The big thing is like, oh, uh, I don't want my taxes going to like other people. I don't want to pay more taxes for for Medicare, for healthcare. 
but like the easy thing to say to that is like, well, you will be paying less for healthcare and insurance. So it balances out. Uh, and if anything, you'll be paying much, much less. Uh, and people just cannot get that concept through their heads. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's just drilled into people, I guess, from a young age here. And then, you know, all the like politicians, except for like a few, they like scaremonger about it. Like they're going to take away your insurance and you might not be able to see your doctor. And I don't know. It's so stupid, but I think it might change. I really think it, you know, I really think, I think that they might do free treatment for the coronavirus, you know, that's on the table. They might not, but if they do do that, and people have the experience of like free medical care, I think it's gonna be harder to convince people that not having to pay medical bills is bad. You know? Yeah, just imagine giving, getting like free coronavirus care and then being like, well, I don't want this for anything else. Like, yeah. let's, just, let's just do this for the one thing. And yeah, then I'm exactly. Good. Yeah, I mean, I think if you told uh, Americans, you're like, hey, you know those NFL season tickets you have? Uh, next year, we're just gonna give them to you for free. Then they would be like, oh, and then and then it's like, yeah, you could just have them for free every year if you wanted, but then everybody gets them for free. So you might not going to be able to go to every game, but, you know, then everybody gets a chance to experience it. Then maybe it would make more sense to them. Sure <laughs> it's a weird. No, I think I think, I think that's good. Um, yeah, I just it's obviously I think anyone listening to this is on our side and we are <laughs> preaching to the choir a little bit um because we do we have a lot of canadian listeners and then we have a, a, all of our american listeners i'm sure feel this way as well but um yeah it is just like absolutely insane uh and and i hope for our american listeners sake that uh it changes very soon yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride because you know i mean right now they're kind of like uh they're just they're taking their sweet time with getting any sort of aid out to people and even like the democrats which are you know supposed to be like the more left party or whatever they're not proposing anything that is like going to meaningfully help people and i would say i don't know i just i'm really expecting that over the next five six weeks as people can't pay rent one or two times and as people like really need medical care i just I think it might radically transform the political landscape of the United States, at least in terms of what like Americans want. And then we're going to have all these uh, leaders that are still standing in opposition to that, you know, because they're like just doing whatever their corporate donors want. And they think about politics in an old school way. And I don't know what happens when you have a populace that is like really, really at odds with, leadership i don't know if there's riots i don't know if we vote people out i don't know if they just if people just accept it with resignation like we have for a long time i'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen but it's going to be i think this is going to be like the most interesting month and a half politically possibly ever i mean i don't mean interesting like good i you know probably yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is gonna rock <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think it, it, the one thing you could say is that, like, yes, this virus is deadly, but it's not deadly in a in a way where, like, you know, 50% of people who get it die or whatever. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, if this is what it takes to kind of change the course that the world was on, I mean, 
you know, maybe this is like the leaping off point where people finally start to care about the climate and stuff like that. Like it, it does feel like conversations are kind of opening in a way that they weren't before. So like, if we get through this and a year from now we're looking back and we go, okay, well, yeah, like people obviously died and it really sucked, but we, we made the changes that we needed to make, or we're starting on the path of that. Like that's, that's good, I guess. Like it could have been much worse. It could have been a virus that killed 50% of the people who got it. And then, you know, the whole world is over. I mean, I'll say this when your starting point uh, for like the ostensibly left party is uh, tax credits for entrepreneurs who are coughing up blood at the moment. uh, You have like nowhere to go, but up. So, (laughs) oh boy. Yeah, exactly. Stefan, what's going on on your social media? I mean, I guess this is social media because there's an online component to it, but I have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, uh, New Horizons, um, and it's just a very, it's a very relaxing game because I've also been playing Doom Eternal, uh, and that is not a relaxing game. That is, in fact, uh, an extremely stressful game um, because you're just, it's very, very fast paced. You're just, uh, you're getting attacked by demons. Um, you have to keep running and moving, basically, or you will die. Um, and then animal crossing, uh, it's like, Oh, here's your big quest for today. Uh, go, uh, pick up a clamshell from the beach and then sell it to a raccoon. (laughs) And it's wonderful. I will say this. Um, I hate, uh, Tom Nook, uh, who's sort of like the 1%, uh, like billionaire, uh, owner of the Island that you're living on. Um, and I, I hope by the end of the game that I get to blow him away. Um, I am going to, oh, this is an animal crossing. This is an animal crossing. This the is Tom Nook. Is Tom Nook. Okay. Tom Nook. I, thought, a, I thought you pivoted. I, I thought there was like a, Oh, that I was like actually threatening a real like, person. Hey, no this guy, Tom Nook, this fucking billionaire who's no. actually threatening our lives, but you were still just talking about the, raccoon I'm, claim. I'm, thre- I'm threatening a video game raccoon. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, Oh, he's a raccoon too. Is everybody he's a, raccoon. a raccoon in this? No, just him and his two sons and his sons are just little bastards as well. But, of course. So um, raccoon, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so he's sort of controlling the whole thing, and I hope uh, I get to take him down at, at some point. But I'm I'm wondering, like, because it's it's very different from other games, and I'm wondering if there's like I don't think there's an end game. Like I don't think there's like a new game plus where you start the game again on a new island, but you have all the flowers unlocked. You know? Um, yeah. But it's just like these are things it, that people understand what you're saying. It's Definitely. well, I, I think we we have a lot of uh, a lot of people. Um, listening who who play the game i know in the discord there's a lot of people playing right now it's been active um a lot of of lonely people playing animal crossing one thing one thing i do like about it is that you your character has a passport and you can put a little custom title in there and as you as you unlock like achievements you unlock more titles uh and you get like an adjective and then like a, a proper noun or a noun or whatever and so right now mine is Kate, I'm sorry. If you have something else to do, if you can just take like a five minute break while Stefan explains this, like we totally understand. It's not a problem. Uh, oh no! He's I'm so okay. sorry that like we brought you on here and Stefan's <laughs> explaining this game to to you and ostensibly the listeners. It's it's so much fun though. But my title on there is Internet Crybaby, and John, you're going to be playing it soon too. So we can. I'm excited know. to. I'm excited to get on an island with you, John. Yeah, um, you want to get on an to- island with me? I would love to. Ex- I'd love to explore your island. You can come check out my island. There's not much going on there right now. I just unlocked the museum, 
Although I have to wait until tomorrow uh, for it to be built. Oh my uh, god! Here's the here's the other thing about Animal Crossing, John, is that it's a real time uh, day night cycle. So really? it's it's like a 24 hour cycle, and I think that's uh, I think that's pretty cool, uh, personally. I was like, uh, whatever is ha- whatever makes you happy. You know, playing um, Animal Crossing makes me happy. I'm going again. Yeah, I'm going to kill Tom Nook. For you, man. I'm going to gun down Tom stand. Nook, but I hope you stamp that passport or whatever it is you're talking. I think about. you can do that. So you ha- you have played it before. You're familiar with it. No, I'm just familiar with the concept of passports and stamping them. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just a general concept we all understand. I think. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my social media update is, uh, that's the whole thing. You just explained the game animal crossing. Well, a duck just washed up on the beach too in my game. Is it dead? Is it, it looks like it. No, it's a seagull actually. Sorry. It's a seagull. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was the, the Exxon Valdez spilled its oil just outside of your (laughs) Island and the duck washed up on shore. I did, I did also, I will say this, I unlocked uh, a pole, and you can use it to vault over the river. Uh, now, I think that's pretty sweet. Oh, my God. John, if we were doing this uh, in person, you would have strangled me by now, I believe. I'm only doing this because I'm, I'm in my apartment. <laughs> I feel safe. Well, what I will say is, I was talking about this with Becca last night. I, I do think, I feel very lucky. I mean, I feel lucky anyway, because, you know, Becca's the love of my life and, and that's great. But also I just feel lucky to like have a partner in these times. Cause I was like, if, if I didn't have a girlfriend right now, my, I would be so unchecked. Like it would just be, I, I would be playing video games until my eyes fell out of my head. I probably wouldn't be eating. I would be, I would be eating. I'd be eating snack packs uh, and just drinking pop incessantly and it would just be a nightmare. So if you're out there and you're single and you're going through this, you have my sympathy, start a Patreon. I'll donate. I, I uh... go ahead, Kate. Oh, sorry about that. I, I was just going to say, I, I am quarantining with someone that I've been dating for like five weeks. Oh shit. <laughs> so it's like brand new and this is our new relationship. <laughs> Right, and he already had diarrhea in front of you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he closed the door and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't mean like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess this is like the the true definition of cuffing season, really. You guys are like, well, it's only been five weeks, but also I feel more alone than I've ever felt. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just... It's crazy because we were, you know, we were dating uh, before this. And, you know, usually, I don't know what usually happens. I would say typically when I'm like a month into dating someone, I maybe start seeing them two times a week instead of once or something like that, you know. Uh, Maybe start to have, maybe start to date other people less or whatever, you know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is a... this is definitely the weirdest new relationship situation I've ever been in. Yeah, no kidding. But is it like, have you found that, like, is the quarantine helping? Like, are you kind of like, okay, no, this is actually like good, or are you like, oh, this is, this is a, might be a problem? Um, I think it's in, it's like intense to spend that much time with anybody. Like, even my roommate and I, you know, there's a little bit of a cabin fever vibe with with all of us, but. I think I 
I think in some ways there's a silver lining because, um, you know, like the first time you like start getting grumpy about something in a relationship, you know, at the beginning, you're kind of like setting patterns and stuff. And I think uh, with anything grumpy here, it's like there's just an incredible incentive to work it out, uh, both so you don't have to live in the grumpiness and also because nobody can date anybody else for a really long time. So if it, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, that's just it for like uh, companionship. With that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know. So there's a, there's a huge incentive to be uh, mature and communicative and understanding like never before, you know? Yeah. I guess we're like all the, we're all the, the painting of, um, you know, what's that painting called where the, um, fuck, you don't know what I'm talking about on the Sistine chapel where the guy's like pointing his finger at oh, the, the creation of Adam. Yes. The creation of Adam. We're all just like reaching our finger out and hoping someone just like grabs our <laughs> finger from another cloud. <laughs> like, please save me from this horrible time. John, what's uh, what's going on in your social media? Thank you, Stefan. I was waiting for you to figure out that you yeah. that that was a good time to ask me that question. Well, there's 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 a room, there's a bit of a delay. We're, I don't know if you know this, John. We're rec- I'm in my apartment right now, so ah, uh, that actually explains yeah. why no one's used the bidet for the last couple hours. Um, <laughs> my social media. I figured, you know what? We're obviously going to be talking a lot about the virus and everything. I want to keep it light. Uh, okay. So I, po- I posted this on my Twitter. So some of you know, or a lot of you know, like I've talked about my nephews uh, on the program before. Um, I have two, uh, my sister and uh, my sister Katie and her husband Cole have two uh, great boys, Beckett and Torin, and Beckett's two and a half and Torin's seven months. And so for Christmas, Becca and I bought Beckett uh, Stan Smith's, some Adidas uh, Stan Smith's. Yeah, I'm like that piece of shit um who's like yeah i want my nephew to be fly or whatever you know um like you know he'll grow out of the shoes in like three months but whatever they look sick and they also fun fact that you may not know about branded baby shoes they cost the same as (laughs) shoes so that's a thing i learned uh that adidas does not seem to understand that using one fifth of the material they would use for an adult shoe Uh, should cost less uh but in any case i bought him some stan smiths they didn't fit at christmas time so that's fine so they are just now fitting so my sister uh told me something that was very troubling to me uh and she said yeah beckett uh she sent me a picture of him wearing them and he said that he liked the shoes but he's been calling them his walking shoes uh because they're not very fast (laughs) And, okay um, is that I, true I, I just can't tell you how much that pissed me off uh yeah because are stan smith's are they like tennis shoes sort of yeah that's how they started i believe stan smith was yeah. a tennis player yeah so but i think because so he has nikes and the nikes that he wears a lot he calls his fast shoes uh and they're like they look kind of more like a you know like a nike free or something like that they look more like a training shoe so I guess like even at his young age, he's figured out like, you know, oh, this shoe's a little more chunky. This shoe's a little more sleek, I guess. Yeah. But I was like a little bit disheartened that, 
my nephew, who is, of course, he's two, a two and a half year old boy. So, of course, he has more energy than anyone on the planet. It was like, oh, yeah, no, I think I'll just use these shoes for when I go walking. <laughs> when he goes out on what, his morning stroll? Yeah, when he takes his morning constitutional, I guess, he uh, <laughs> Velcros up his Stan Smiths, takes a little walk around the block. He tried to run in them one time, I guess, and he's like, ah, oh, no, these shoes aren't fast enough. Well, are they, are they still slightly too big for him, maybe? I mean, maybe that could be yeah. it. I don't know. I wasn't there when he tried them on. I all I have to go on is the photo, so I don't. I don't actually yeah. know. I saw the picture. The picture is very cute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my sister does the thing where um, she doesn't want pictures of him on social media, so I had to crop out his face. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, yeah. I mean, you can even tell in the picture he's cute. Yeah. But I'll I'll send you I'll send you the picture with his face in it because then it's even Thank cuter. You. I'm allowed to do that. I can send the pictures to friends. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. That's a, that's a nice, that's a nice positive social media update, John. Well, it's that's not good. positive because I'm pissed off because he won't run in the fucking shoes. So no, I think it's, I, I just think it's good that your, your baby nephew is like roasting you. I think that to me is very positive. Very cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you both for your support. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. I don't, Kate, do you have any uh, nieces or nephews? No nieces or nephews. Uh, yeah, none of my, none of my cousins, uh, yeah, no nieces or nephews. Nobody has a baby yet or anything. Maybe someday. Uh, well, I'll tell you right now, uh, if someone does and the baby insults you, then, then maybe we'll, we won't think this story is very cute. I did see one really cute child thing on social media. Uh, I, I, someone had like a nanny cam in their like baby's room and there was like these two twin babies that were maybe three or four and they were talking about how they were quarantined to get rid of the germs. <laughs> yeah, it was super cute. I love it. It was adorable. Yeah. I have one, I have a friend and, uh, she had twins and she is, um, she's, uh, white and has red hair. And her husband is South Korean and they have twins and one of them looks like her and one of them looks like him, which is, an, it's crazy. So like the one, the one twin is white with red hair and the other twin looks South Korean. So it's insane. Cause they're, you can kind of tell that they're twins, but like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen twins where it's literally like, Oh, this one got all of the mom's jeans and this one got all of the dad's jeans. And it is just, it's the cutest thing alive. I can't, I can't get over it. And she always like, she's one of those moms. She always like does little photo shoots with them and dresses them up in cute clothes and stuff. And like, oh man, it's the, it's the cutest thing alive. I, I will just say before we move on uh, to our block tale, uh, one more quick social media update. Bone Bone the Cat has released a line of um, uh, like masks. Of course. Like, yeah. So I may actually have to buy one. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you know, Brian, uh, Brian Quinby, my, my POD cast partner, bought a corn surgical mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> it arrives on Monday. I, I love that. That's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have a bone bone one and Brian has a corn one, I'm, yeah. I'm officially only surrounded by idiots in my life. <laughs> 
that's really the conclusion we can draw. I think that's actually a personal flaw of mine. It's like, well, here are both of my podcast partners. <laughs> One is wearing a, a cat mask from a fat cat from Thailand, right? It's from Thailand. Yes. And then Brian is wearing one from the new metal band corn. <laughs> anyway, you'd get the masks to block out the germs. And speaking yes. of being blocked, let's move nice. on to our block tail. What did you tweet? You brought receipts, block tail. Woo! No longer can see the post. It's a block tail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. Thank you. That's probably my best segue of all time. Uh, that was very good. Thank you. Kate, what do you have for us, please? Okay, so um, my block tail is about the actor John Cusack. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I watched School of Rock last night, and uh, Becca learned for the first time that Joan and John are brother and sister. So she was, very, yeah. she was like, wait, what? I was like, you didn't know that? Yeah, I was a big uh, High Fidelity fan, and I was a big uh, also Say Anything fan. I liked those movies growing up. And um, so uh, I wrote this essay for Elle magazine about why we need Medicare for all. And um, one of my friends who works for John Cusack, uh, I guess it's like a personal assistant or something like that. She was like, John Cusack retweeted it. I got him to retweet it. And then I went to look and I was blocked. By John <laughs> Cusack, and I had no idea what I did. You know, and he, he was like retweeting this, but also blocked me. And I'm like going through and I was like, usually when I get blocked by someone on the Internet, it's because they hate Bernie Sanders supporters and they've just blocked me for being like a toxic Bernie bro. Even though I'm not that toxic, I try to keep it pretty positive. But uh, yeah. Um, but I, then I was confused because I was like, why did John Cusack block me? He also likes Bernie Sanders and stuff like that. I didn't know if I was on a list or if I did something that irritated him. I had never interacted with him online, but so I told some friends about it. Um, I was like, John Cusack has blocked me for some reason. I don't know what I did. And a bunch of people started tweeting at him to unblock me. Um, and, uh, then eventually he did unblock me. Um, I guess he saw the tweets or whatever. <laughs> and then not only did he unblock me, but he started, he followed me and he started becoming like one of my reply guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's like a big reply guy. I noticed like whenever yeah. I see, whenever I see like a big viral political tweet, the first reply is John Cusack. And he's like, yeah. he can be like really mean too. I really like it. Yeah. So, whenever i tweet something political or whatever he'll get up in there and be in the replies and i'm just like it's just so weird that the guy from high fidelity is one of my reply guys now and he has really good politics too i really yeah, like his politics great. he seems like a yeah. really good guy yeah he's great did you now the hope the hope is that he blocked you in the first place yeah no I should I should ask him. My guess was that it was just on a list or something. Like he like chain blocked a bunch of people. I also don't know because it had just I it didn't it, it was like a block that had occurred <coughs> the past like a few months before that because I once like looked at his Twitter for some like you know Bernie content or whatever and it was uh I wasn't blocked. I didn't know if it was like one of these things where he had blocked me from like 2016 or something because I 
didn't like Bernie at that time. But yeah, I don't I don't know what the original source of the block was. I should ask him. Uh, yeah, I just I just looked and, and the the first time you ever tweeted at him was February twenty eighth of this year. So you you never like tweeted at him before then, and you never even tweeted about John Cusack without tagging him. So because he does oh. seem like maybe he does name search, um, but I feel like maybe he does have a block list because uh, past guest of the show Drill is blocked by John Cusack for some reason, and he does not know why. Oh, okay. Didn't mean to be repetitive. I guess John Cusack's out there blocking lots of people. <laughs> yeah. No, this is he the first time he's been, he didn't show. he didn't talk about it. So yeah, this is yeah, the first yeah. time it's been brought up. But I but I think that tells me that he maybe does have like a block list thing. But yeah. but we'll find out. Maybe maybe reach out to him and, and see what he says. And maybe he'll block you for talking about this on the episode too. So that <laughs> that might happen. Well, yeah, like maybe if he's like a political reply guy, like it would make sense that he would have a block list. And it would also make sense that he would uh yeah, that he would like look up his own name, see he's on this episode and be and be like, oh shit, I maybe I gotta reblock this. Girl. Hey, but maybe maybe he'll listen too, you know. <laughs> That's true. And I do I do also like a happy ending because uh, most of our block tales that we've done before, they don't end with the person being unblocked, uh, especially not if it's like a celebrity. Um, and the closest I've had with that, that's happened twice, actually. Uh, I've been blocked and unblocked by uh, Bar Rescue's John Taffer and by former Major League Baseball player Jose Canseco. Um, and that's basically just through people tweeting at them and lobbying them to unblock me. So it does work. Um, but, but Kate, I'm very happy he unblocked you because he, he's, he's very good at posting. Yeah, he's a great poster. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work all the time because I've been getting people to tweet at Horse Whisperer to unblock me. For well, weeks and it's just not working and I don't yeah. understand. I am also missing that guy's content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also blocked by him too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's blocked a million people. Well, he blocked everybody that Jack Allison follows or uh, is a follower of Jack's. So if you're in that category, then you've been blocked. Yeah. Uh, Oh, maybe that was why, yeah. Yeah, I would say literally everyone listening right now is blocked by Horse Whisperer. And if you're not, I mean, make it happen, you know? Yeah, if you're not, uh, please tweet at him and ask him to unblock me uh, because I'm (laughs) missing his posts and his horny reply ladies. What do you call That's like so a, a lady that replies? A reply gal. Yeah. A reply gal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, like it. I mean, it doesn't have the rhyming, you know, but I think, yeah, that still works. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that block had a happy ending. Our listener block this week, uh, uh, doesn't, uh, this, <laughs> this one, uh, is, this is crazy to me. This story is, is nuts. Uh, this is from Courtney and, uh, she, uh, the subject line of the email, as we know on this show, sometimes the subject line kind of says it all. Uh, she says uh, the, the subject line is the husband block. Uh, okay. okay. So here we go. So Courtney says, hello, I just started listening and what a treat it's been. Well, thank you. She said, I thought I'd share my most stunning and wild block brackets. I'm lovely. So it might be my only block. And I would agree based on reading this story. It's very funny. Uh, So she says, back in the day I was married and he went on a trip with his cousin. The day he was coming back, I went to message him on Facebook to confirm when he needed to be picked up from the airport only to discover that I couldn't see his profile. It turns out he blocked me on Facebook and that was how he let me know he wanted a divorce. 
Oh my god. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she says he later revealed that he blocked me because he was embarrassed uh, because when he was on the trip with his cousin, he bought cocaine off of some random dude and then fucked a prostitute. You know, very normal <laughs> husband stuff. <laughs> He kept me blocked through the whole process, and I was so mad that I was the blocky that I checked every day to wait until he couldn't contain himself and needed to check on me so that I could block him. I'm happy to report that that day came, I blocked him, and he'll rot in my social media jail because I don't give a shit about him. Normally, I don't share the drugs and prostitute part because I try not to be negative about him, but it's been seven years, and honestly, it's pretty funny. Thanks for making my workdays much more interesting, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. That's one of our, that's one of the best ones we've ever gotten. That's very I, good. It's truly wild. I, yeah. I, I kind of want to know like a bit of the follow-up. Like how did we find out that he like did the cocaine and the sex and stuff, you know? Well, Courtney, let us know, please, because I, I do want to know more about this story. I feel like that's a pretty good, like low key way to, you know, to, to divorce your wife <laughs> when you're like, well, I just don't want to have this difficult conversation. So I'll just block her on. <laughs> and then eventually she'll figure it out. <laughs> if you want to send in a, uh, a listener block tale, you can do so at blocked at blocked And it may get read on the show, just like Courtney's. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash block party, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every month. Uh, this month we've already done uh, an all cameo bonus episode with Christine Bordelin, where we actually were able to find the instructions that people are leaving for these cameos. Uh, our, our friend drastic actions managed to figure out a way to do that. So the episode is truly insane. Uh, we get another car, uh, another cameo from Richard Carn. I almost said Carnio, but we sh- could just call that's them. what we should call them. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we should call them Carnios. Uh, but yeah, so it's a, it's a blast. We've got a mailbag episode coming out this week, more bonuses. And, uh, we obviously, we know that, uh, you know, it's not the easiest time for everybody. So we are going to be unlocking some past bonus content too, uh, to keep you occupied. If, uh, if you can't afford to donate, that's no problem. Uh, we want to make sure that you're stocked up with block party content, uh, for this, this quarantine and self-isolation that we're all living in. And speaking of more blocked party content, we are going to be doing blocked party live, but on the internet. Uh, so we were supposed to do a block party live show last week and it got canceled because of the social distancing rules. And so, uh, this Friday, March 27th, uh, we're going to be doing blocked party live on zoom i know kate you did a a zoom comedy show last night and you said it went really well and so we're gonna kind of steal a page from your playbook and and do the same thing so uh if you want to uh, attend the show it's going to be at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on friday march 27th that's this friday of your as you're listening to the episode and uh you just need to send an email rsvp uh live at blockedparty.com. that's just l-i-v-e at blockparty.com. rsvp will get you on a mailing list we'll send you out the zoom link uh on the day of the show and uh, it'll be myself and stefan and a guest and we'll do blocked party live for you guys next friday so hopefully you can join us it'll be a great way for uh everybody to have a laugh and uh, and enjoy themselves in this crazy time so uh, that's coming up again friday march 27th block party live on zoom uh 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific you can rsvp at live at blockedparty.com and if you want to follow the show you can do so on twitter and instagram at blocked party pod okay kate we like to finish every episode of the top three from our guest what do you have for us please 
Okay, I was thinking this week it would be relevant to do uh, top three social distancing activities. Ooh. Yep. That uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, why don't we start with your number three? Uh, I would say my number three would be uh, eating dinner because it can happen <laughs> multiple times now. <laughs> it can happen any time of day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, and you yeah. have to do it. You just don't have yep. any other choice. You got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at 11 a.m. Yeah, I love that. My number three, I would say, is sort of uh, encompasses that. It would just be cooking. I've been cooking a lot more, and it's been very nice. I'm going to be, uh, well, this is, I mean, I was doing this before coronavirus anyway, but I'll be making pizza tonight. And I might actually go a little wild and make two pizzas because why not? Like, why, not? why not might as well do it i'm making the dough from scratch i'll just make a double batch and uh it'll last well that's the thing right like when i was like going to work and stuff i would i would like buy lunch and and so the pizza would last a bit longer i feel like it's all gonna be gone in like a day now but that's that's fine i gotta get rid of my groceries somehow so that's my number three is cooking john my number three is uh taking public transit and coughing on strangers <laughs> It's actually, it's honestly been super fun for me, very cathartic, because uh, I do think, and most of us understand that this virus is just a conspiracy that's made up to uh, make us all lose our jobs and stay at home. And so, you know, I think what better way to stick it to the man than get outside, just cough on some people. So that's my number three. Just kidding. I would never take public transit. <laughs> Kate, what's your number two? Uh, that wasn't my number three. I was just oh, like, I thought that actually was. I was just doing a little bit there, Stephanie. Oh, I see. It's my the, number it's three. The remote stuff. Yeah, I'll work in a. Uh, I'm going to work in a cheap plug. I've been I've been watching some classic curling games on Twitch. Uh, I've been having some because uh, you know people are dying for sports content right now. So I've been uh, watching old uh, curling games with uh, curlers who were involved in the games, and we're kind of going through the games together. And uh, it's been super fun. And the audience has, like you said, Stefan, Go Off Kings has been popping off. And it, it, I've had a surprising amount of people watch me watch an old curling game. Yeah, somehow. hell yeah. So, so it's been a blast. So that, that's number three for me, uh, is that. Um, do I do number two now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I would say my number two uh, is uh, taking a walk, which we're still allowed to do. And the thing about that is I never really thought uh, that a walk would be uh, entertainment. My grandparents used to tell me about how uh, during the Great Depression and shit, they're, uh, for fun, everyone took a walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is the saddest, lamest shit that I've ever heard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they would also talk about like sitting around listening to the radio in the dark, which maybe is something that I'm going to start doing. <laughs> like, yeah, listening to podcasts in the dark is the new listening to the radio in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been trying to I've been trying to get outside at least for like a good like 15, 20 minutes a day just to take a fucking walk. <laughs> the highlight Love of everything. Uh, my number two uh, is cleaning. Uh, it's, it's it's like weirdly, it's very, I mean, I, I didn't, 
I didn't enjoy cleaning before I'd say, but it does feel nice once it's, once it's all done. Um, but now that I'm home all the time, it's like, we're, we're cleaning like every day basically. Um, and not like a big deep clean necessarily. Um, although I guess maybe we should start doing that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's very satisfying. Do, uh, I got, I got, I bought a pet hair vacuum because I don't know if you saw my cat earlier, but, uh, she has a lot of white fur and she sheds a lot. Um, and so that's been helpful, but yeah, just keeping the apartment clean, uh, because we're in here 24 hours a day now. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's very nice. I've been enjoying it. It's good. It's been good for my mental health. So that's my number two. Cooking and cleaning. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two for me is, uh, uh, been playing, uh, like I said, I've been playing a lot of video games, but, uh, been playing NHL, which, uh, I've never really played that much. I never really got too into it, but, uh, NHL has this mode called EASHL where you can uh, start a kind of a hockey team with your buddies and you can play three on three or five on five against uh, opponents online. And so all the guys from my fantasy hockey pool or not all of them, but most of them have, uh, we got a little chat going. We've made our own team. Uh, our team, like our, the name of our fantasy hockey league is the super best buds hockey league. And so our team is just called the super best buds. And you can actually set the, like what the commentators call your team. You can actually yeah. set that. And for whatever reason, one of the prompts is best friends. So it's super funny to me that it's like they're commentating this hockey game. Then they'll be like the best friends have the puck and uh, it just makes me so happy. So yeah, it's been really fun to play with my guys. We chat online and, and uh, you know, I've spent an inordinate amount of time designing the jerseys for our stupid online hockey team. Like yeah. I think Becca's about to lose her mind yesterday. She came out and I was tweaking this, the socks that our hockey team wears, <laughs> and she was like, are you seriously still working on the socks? Like this is getting to be a joke, but it's been really fun. So that's when I, I've been doing the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in an EASHL league with a bunch of, uh, friends from high school and, uh, it's been it's been great, yeah. Just just chatting with them, and it is a very fun game mode. And I am gonna have to play you at some point, John. Yeah, we may have to I'm do that ready. as no, I know, but maybe we do that as some bonus content because we're gonna do some Hearthstone. Maybe we do some NHL as well. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. and I think you you said uh, we're gonna do some kind of Twitch trivia thing, right? Like I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We can do some sort of video game medley thing for uh, Patreon content. All so. right, sounds good. Yeah, Kate, your number one. Okay, my number one is something I haven't done yet. But it's my plan. Okay. Uh, my number one activity is that um, I want to get a kitten. Um, I was thinking this quarantine could be a lot more fun if there was, like, some little maniac running around and, like, hanging from the drapes and shit and just causing all this trouble. Uh, yeah. I see you have a cat, and that is awesome. But I, I specifically really want a kitten because yeah. cats like sleep a lot and stuff. And I, I want someone that is just constantly causing low level inconvenience and getting into <laughs> shit. Um, and then like just passing out on me. I don't know. That sounds like it would make it better. That's like, well, now's the perfect time to do it. Right. Because we, so we got, we adopted Kiki like a month ago and she's maybe two years old. They're not hundred percent sure. Um, and she's still pretty crazy, but she does sleep most of the time. But our reasoning for getting like an older cat was because we both work during the day and we can't leave a kitten by itself. But now it's like, Oh, I guess we, we could have a kitten also like we're here all day, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to find one or whatever or how I would get it, but that's yeah. my plan to put my mind to it. Yeah. So if anyone in Brooklyn who's listening to this has a kitten that they want someone to adopt, hit me up. Slide into those DMs. Let's make it happen. Let's get Kate a cat. Hashtag get Kate a cat 2020. <laughs> Uh, my number one, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's gaming, it's video games. Um, I, I play a lot of video games, uh, anyway. Um, I have a Twitch stream. Um, but right now it's like a perfect storm because, you know, you're not leaving the house and a lot of good games just came out. Um, but I've also been, I, I signed up for like the humble bundle, uh, like three months ago and, just kind of forgot about it. It's like $10 a month or whatever. And so I have this huge backlog of like free games from there, like very cheap games from there. Um, so I was playing, I had to stop playing this because it was too depressing. There's a game called Frostpunk, which is sort of like a real time strategy game set like 50 years into the future, uh, in like a new ice age. And you basically have to like run like the last surviving town on earth uh and it's like freezing cold and you're like sending people to their death to like mine coal for you and stuff and it's like oh maybe if, if there wasn't like a pandemic going on i would enjoy this more it's a very well constructed game but I'm, I'm just trying all like i don't usually play games like that is what i'm saying too i'm not a real-time strategy guy so i've been playing that uh obviously a lot of hearthstone the new doom uh i've got the crash bandicoot remastered collection um and it's been a lot of fun getting back into that. Uh, and then, yeah, Animal Crossing. And I think, I mean, I've talked about this before. Irene is not a gamer at all. But I think if any, if there's any chance of getting her into a video game, it's Animal Crossing. So that's what I'm going to try next. But that's my number one is uh, is gaming for sure. John? Nice. Uh, my number one is, uh, so I think it's been well established on the pod. I'm not a big movie guy. Don't watch a ton of movies, never really have. But uh, one thing Becca and I have been doing in this time of of quarantine is uh <clears throat> we've been re-watching uh old like 90s movies uh and that's just been a really good uh, i mean i'm a huge sucker for nostalgia but it's just like it's, it's just a great way of taking your mind off of life for two hours and uh you know realizing how the plot of most uh 90s teen comedies is just sexual harassment yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah. Like we watched, she's all that the other night. And like, literally the plot of the movie is just Freddie Prince jr. Like sexually harasses this girl until she falls for him, I guess. But like basically the whole movie, you're like, okay, well she doesn't like any of it. Like the movie should have been 15 minutes long. It should have been Freddie Prince jr. Being like, Hey, you want to go out with me? And she says no. And then it's over. <laughs> But then he just like keeps showing up at her house and showing up at her job and stalking her and then until she agrees to go out with him. And oh, it's just a it's real fun for the whole family. But yeah, we've watched that. We watched Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, we watched uh, School of Rock, which isn't it's 2003, but we watched that last night. It's I feel like School of Rock is sort of a 90s movie at heart. Yeah, it's and it's so good. Jackbox, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, what else have we watched? Oh, can't, I said can't hardly wait. We watched. Um, I don't know. We've watched like five, and uh, they they've been. Oh, we watched Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, yeah, just it's been great. So that that's my number one. Very nice. Yeah. That was a good top three. I like that one. Yeah, that was a good, uh, a very apropos top three, Kate. Yes. Uh, before we go, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, so I have a podcast called Reply Guys. Uh, 
Yeah. So, you know, we, it is, it's a leftist feminist comedy podcast and we, you know, interview people who are running for office and we interview journalists and comedians. It's a fun podcast. So check it out. Um, I also started a new show, uh, for YouTube during this time called comedians on couches getting quarantined where, uh, <laughs> Each day we talk to a different comic about how their quarantine experience is going. It's a time-limited show. I hope it doesn't go on too long, so catch it now. <laughs> That's with uh, uh, but, past guest Jake Flores, correct? Uh, so I, I'm hosting it with Jake. Um, yeah. So, so far we've had Ted Alexandro and Lori Kilmartin, and each day we'll interview someone else. So, yeah. Awesome. That's great. So check that out, and you can be followed on Twitter just at Kate Willett, correct? Yeah, and if you want to watch some stand-up, too, I have a Netflix 15-minute uh, special that you can just search my name and find. That's on there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for being here. Uh, thanks for everybody for putting up with our remote recording. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to have to be like this for the next little while, so hopefully it uh, comes across okay. But producer Dan is a wizard, so I have full faith that it's going to sound great. Uh, thank you for listening. Again, you can donate to the Patreon at patreon.com slash block party, and you can join us for Block Party live on Zoom this Friday, March 27th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, RSVP to live at blockedparty.com. And we will uh, make sure you get the invite. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we hope you're staying safe and staying healthy. And for the love of God, we hope you're staying inside. And uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so I, much, you guys. I'll see you later. Thanks, Kate. Goodbye. I just I just want to say one thing before we go. I just want to thank our friends at A and W Canada who sent me an email this morning, uh, and the subject line was, "We're here for you if you need us." So thank you to A and W Canada. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, you're thank the you. you're the only guy who eats breakfast there five days a week. So they're like, "Holy shit, we better keep this guy on the payroll." What's yeah, happening? and at some point they got my email. I don't know how that happened. But. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.